0: Everyone, happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Nursing Your Spiritual Health with Maxine. God bless you. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again. I do hope you had a lovely weekend and you got to enjoy Father's Day. I also hope you had a lovely week last week and you got time to reflect about the secret place, the secret dwelling with God and just had wonderful results I'd like to hear from you feel free to give me a shout like subscribe and share as you know we're definitely keen on hearing the word of the Lord we're definitely keen on spreading the word so that as many people can get to receive the good news of Jesus Christ and the kingdom that is meant to be manifested here on earth as it is in heaven Today we're going to speak about the fear of the lord and this is something that is quite deep and it's amazing because it's something that comes from god that is of god that is for god And the only way to learn about it is through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. We thank you. We worship you. We glorify your name. We thank you for your presence. That you are here, Spirit of the Living God, to just teach us about the Word, to teach us about the fear of the Lord. Oh Heavenly Father, we glorify and magnify your name. You are an awesome God. You are a mighty God. We thank you for life. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are our source, that you are our provider, that you are our father in heaven and you love us so dearly. The love you have for us is so magnificent that you sent Jesus Christ to die for us. You sent him to teach us. You sent him to show us the way to you and we thank you, O Holy Father. Jesus Christ, you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. We submit to you. We honor you. We praise you and we glorify your name. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the righteousness that comes along with it. We are grateful that you're the express image of our father in heaven and we get to learn from you. You are the word and you live in us. You dwell in us and we thank you. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, our helper, who creates a, a system that we are entwined in you and in your presence and you abide in us as we abide in you. We thank you for the teachings of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the school of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. We thank you from the for the spiritual and standing and the light that comes with the Holy Spirit. We are gloriously, honorably, majestically in awe of you. And we ask, O Holy Spirit, that as you have a word that is specific about the fear of the Lord for every single individual, that as they receive this reflection, as they meditate on it, that that word is delivered in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I want to ask you before we read the scripture, what is the fear of the Lord to you? Do you have fear of the Lord? And if you do have the fear of the Lord, how... Fearful are you of God? What's your extent of your fear? Is it a superficial or a moderate fear? Or is it an actual deep fear? Because I've come to learn that the fear of the Lord is not just something you feel, it's a way of life, it's a perception, it's an attitude, it's a behavior, and it's definitely reflective upon the way you live your life. It's definitely reflective on how you do things. We are interesting characters i believe we sometimes think we are on a path of the fear of the lord but sometimes we end up realizing that we were just not on that path but the beauty about god is the love that he has for us so much that he always says yes you are not on this way but i'm here to guide and direct you upon this way And so the scripture I have for you is from Proverbs chapter 2, and I'll be reading it from the New Living Translation. Now it talks about the benefit of wisdom, but you'll come to learn that the fear of the Lord comes with wisdom. They go hand in hand. The fear of the Lord comes with wisdom and understanding. And so when you have the fear of the Lord, then you have wisdom, and then you also have understanding. In Proverbs it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and understanding understanding you know and so we have to understand that it's a gift it's an attitude it's a presence and it's something that is from God and so my child listen to what I say and treasure my commands tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding cry out for insight and ask for understanding Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just and fair and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. These men turn from the right way to walk down dark paths. They take pleasure in doing wrong and they enjoy the twisted ways of evil. Their actions are crooked and their ways are wrong. Wisdom will save you from the immoral woman, from the seductive words of the promiscuous woman. She has abandoned her husband and ignores the covenant she made before God. Entering her house leads to death. It is the road to the grave. The man who visits her is doomed and he will never reach the path of life. So follow the steps of the good and stay on the paths of the righteous. For only the godly will live in the land, and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be removed from the land, and the treacherous will be uprooted. Hallelujah. Now, the scripture is quite extensive, but I'd like us to focus on verses 1 to 7. And it says, Listen to what I say, and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. So, what we've just read from verse 1 to 4, I believe, as Apostle Selman says, these are keys. These are keys to understanding the fear of the Lord. And so just to recap that, he says that we should listen to what he says. God is telling us, listen to what I tell you. Treasure my commands means hold the commands of God as treasures, as something that you found that is valuable in your life. He goes on to say, tune your ears to wisdom. And it's not just human wisdom, it's wisdom that comes from him. And as you receive the wisdom of God, concentrate on understanding what the wisdom of God is saying specifically to your life. So listening is important. Valuing the words of God and being obedient is so important as well. Those are two keys. The third key is prayer. When he says cry out for insight and ask for understanding, these are things that you speak about when you go to the secret place. You know what? Most of the time when we go to the secret place to pray, we talk about petitions, things that we need, things that we desire, things that are, you know, we we face circumstances in life and we want them sorted, solved, you know, and stuff like that. But this is a situation where God is saying in your altar, ask for insight, ask for understanding crying out for it means that there's a desperation to seek this insight and he said ask for the understanding do we ask for insight do we ask for understanding when we pray then the fourth key is search for these things as you would for silver search for them as you would search for valuable things things that are hidden so that means To understand the fear of the Lord, you need to search for things that are hidden. And these hidden things are found in the word. Remember in Matthew chapter 13 verse 11, it says, It's up to us for us to know the mysteries of the kingdom. You know, we enter through Jesus Christ. And now that we're in the kingdom, we have to seek the kingdom and its righteousness. And everything will be added unto us. So the mysteries about the kingdom of God, it's our job to seek them. And so we don't do it alone. We do it with the Holy Spirit. And so when we apply these keys, obedience, listening, praying, and the word study, the word of God, reading the word of God, understanding the word of God, we will now know what it means to understand the fear of the Lord. So what is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is something that is supernatural. It's not human fear. It doesn't come from within. It comes from God. Human fear is what you have when you're scared about something and it yields a negative feeling. I'm scared of spiders. I'm scared of creepy, crawly insects. I'm scared when I see a lion before me. That's human fear. And then there's the fear that comes from the devil, the spirit of fear. That's meant to torment you, torture you, shake you, make you lose faith in yourself and faith in God. And remember in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. So what comes from God is something strong. It's powerful. The spirit of the living God that we serve gives us the fear of the Lord. In Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7, it says, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge but fools despite wisdom and discipline. So we can see that the fear of the Lord comes with certain things. It comes with wisdom. It comes with understanding and brings about the true knowledge that is of Jesus Christ. We might be learning so many things in this world. You might be having lots of knowledge. You probably are an intelligent, smart person. You know business, you know music, you know science, you know medicine, you know arts, you know the entertainment. But there's nothing greater than the knowledge of God. And the knowledge of God is available to us. So the fear of the Lord is special. It's powerful. The fear of the Lord is something that lasts forever. In Psalms chapter 19 verse 9 it says, Reverence for the Lord is pure. It lasts forever. So God tells us that fearing Him is something that lasts. And we also have to understand that for us to have fear, it means we have to hold God up to a certain level or to a certain degree or to a certain level there's a way we have to see him it's via reverence and it's via awe it's via honor it's via respect we see him in a way that is different from how we see other things and so that means that if we have the revelation of God if we have the revelation of Jesus Christ in our lives then you will just fear him out of necessity based on your revelation of him and so if your revelation of Jesus Christ is not big then the fear that you have of him won't be as big either because when you have revelation of who Jesus is and who the Trinity is then you are in awe, and you automatically submit Because you know that you are before a presence that is mighty, that is glorious, that is greater than any situation, circumstance or persons. The fear of the Lord eliminates the fear of men. And this is really powerful because we have this natural instinct to be concerned about what people think about us. Be it our family members, our loved ones, our friends, people we work with, society, how the world perceives things. Every time we do things, we're going to think, oh my God, what will these people say? What will be their perception? Even when you're on stage or on the altar, you're doing something for your church or your fellowship, and you're always thinking, oh, this is what they'll think or this is what they'll say. But the fear of the Lord eliminates that fear because we don't look to man, we look to God. Remember in the word it says, look unto Jesus, focus on him, fix your gaze to him. And so we look forward to his perception of us, his opinion of us, his outlook on us and not that of men. We don't get concerned about that. And Jesus is a prime example of a person who had the fear of the Lord. In First John chapter 4 verses 15 to 19. It tells us that those who are saved have to have the fear of the Lord. Because now we're in a different realm. We're in a a status where we don't walk by the flesh. We don't live by the flesh, but we live by the spirit. And he says, whoever confesses and acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know by personal observation and experience and have believed with deep, consistent faith the love which God has for us. God is love and the one who abides in that love abides in God and God abides continually in him. In this union and fellowship of God, love is completed and perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love has not grown in a sufficient understanding of God's love. We love because he first loved us. And so we have to understand that in this kind of love, when we understand the love that God has for us, it makes us fear him. It makes us get rid of the dread that that that's thinking of, oh, we'll have divine punishment because we understand that we have God living in us. We have Jesus living in us. This is a special, powerful concept and we must cherish this. We also think about how do we get this fear of the Lord? In Isaiah chapter 11 verses one to three, Isaiah speaks about the coming of Christ and what character and what kind of attitude and manifestation he will display. This was not only just um, a display of Jesus Christ and his nature, but it was also revealing the seven spirits of God, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It says, Then a shoot, the messenger, will spring forth from the stalk of Jesse, David's father, and a branch from his root will bear fruit, and the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the reverential and obedient fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. And he will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make decisions by what his ears hear. This, this can just be the meat of everything reverential and obedient fear of the lord is what jesus had and he delighted in it that means the fear that he had for his father in heaven is something that we should have as well and this fear made him not judge by what he saw he also did not make decisions based on what he had and that's a message for us that when you have the fear of the lord you will not judge by what you see you will not react by what you see you will not make decisions based on what you hear So the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the living God gives us the fear of the Lord. And when we get this fear of the Lord, it comes with wisdom, it comes with understanding and it comes with the knowledge of God. And it also tells us there are certain conditions that we should fulfill to have this fear of the Lord, as it's always written, keys, keys, keys. In Psalms 34 verses 11 to 14, it says, Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. This is so important because, first of all, it's a solution to wanting to live a long life that is prosperous. This is what God will do for you. But for that to happen, you have to do certain things. And that means you have to be obedient. You have to be willing to be taught so that God, the Holy Spirit, our teacher, teaches us how to fear the Lord. So we understand now that the fear of the Lord is a taught process that comes to fruition. So how do you manifest the fear of the Lord in your actions by the way you speak? Because what a man th- what a man thinketh so is he. So is he or so he is. Yeah, so he is. What you do depicts what you're thinking. What you say depicts what you're thinking as well. So what you speak is a reflection of how you perceive things. And so you're being told here not to speak evil and refrain from lying and turn away from evil things and practice and manifest doing good. We have to make this choice. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge and only fools will despise it. They despise wisdom and discipline. So that means in fearing the Lord, discipline also comes in. And discipline is really something that humanity struggles with because it means that there are certain aspects of life that we have to forget. Certain things that bring about delayed gratification in order to see the fruition of greater things that is so important. And so what do we do? To get this fear. In summary, we need to pray. We need to ask for insight. We need to ask for understanding. We need to cry out these things in our altar of prayer. We need to seek obedience. We need to listen to what the word of God tells us. We need to hear and listen to what God tells and obey his instructions. And at the same time, engage in word study. These are so important keys that will allow the holy spirit to manifest in your life and start teaching you how to fear the lord remember when you have the fear of the lord wisdom comes to place and when you get it it is so important because it determines how you live your life when you have the fear of the lord you understand who you're dealing with you understand what it means by the death and resurrection of christ in your life In Psalms chapter 25 verses 12 to 14, he says, Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. You want God to show you your way of life. He knows what you're going to be doing at 60. He knows what you're going to be doing at 85. How about he shows you? And the answer is fearing him. And he says, when you do this, you will live in prosperity and your children will inherit the land. You want just out of fearing the Lord, look at the blessings that you bring upon your children. It goes on to say, the Lord is a friend to those who fear him. Abraham was a friend of God. And we can see that it means that for Abraham to be a friend of God, he feared the Lord. And it goes on to say, he teaches them his covenant. Do you want God to share his secrets with you? Do you want God to trust you? Do you know what it means for God to trust you? When God was going to Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy it, he actually considered Abraham's opinion. He thought, shall I share my thoughts with Abraham? Can you imagine? And this is not a story that you should just be reading for the sake of reading that it happened in the Bible. It can happen to you. And when you have this, it allows you to access God in a way that gives you An outlook on life, a way of life that people will wonder, how is it that you're living and why are things different? The fear of the Lord is needed in the way we live in society, especially in this day and age. It's so important in relationships. It's so important in marriages. It's so important with how you view yourself and how you conduct yourself in life, around your friends, your families, your circumstances, your situations and society. When we have the fear of the Lord, we know how precious we are because of how Jesus died and what it meant for his death and what it does in our lives. You will not take your life for granted. You will not allow people to harm your body. You will keep yourself in purity. It says the fear of the Lord, which is worshiping, obeying, serving, and trusting him with all respect in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 27, prolongs one's life. So, always remember that you have to exercise the fear of the Lord. And you don't have to do this alone because the Holy Spirit is there to show you. It is there to show you. Daniel practiced the fear of the Lord. He was a Jewish scholar. He was very bright. He was smart. He was intelligent. He had human wisdom. And he was in systems of government that were idolatrous. And he went through those systems. Kings came and kings left. And through all that, Daniel stayed rooted in God. He stayed rooted to his word. God used him and did mighty things. God shared things. Daniel was the only person who would read the the, the writings of angels. He was able to interpret dreams that meant significant things. He was a character that, Allah, that that necessitated God to send the archangels to facilitate his needs. Can you imagine that that can be you? It doesn't have to just be Daniel. Your fear of the Lord roots you in your way of life and the way you practice and you pray and you speak of things makes God send angel Gabriel to you to explain things to you. To the point that if there's any enemy trying to attack you, he will send the archangel Michael and that ministry to sort them out. And this can be your life. True humility and the fear of the Lord leads to riches, honor, and long life. Serve the Lord with fear, rejoice in his trembling. In the Acts of the Apostles, the church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, because it it was so strange that they it was they believed in the fear of the lord they were so strong as believers and the holy spirit helped them he encouraged them and as a result he grew in num- they grew in numbers that's in acts of the apostles chapter 9 verse 31 and so in summary don't cheapen the death of christ don't cheapen the works of christ don't cheapen the words of god Focus on His words. Focus on finding Him. Focus on obeying Him. Focus on inclining your ear and listen to Him. Pray. Seek the Word. Study the Word. This is treasure. This is treasure. And when you have the fear of the Lord, you get the knowledge of God. You get the wisdom of God. And you get the understanding that you need to live life. And these are things that allow you to manifest the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And so I'll end with this scripture in Isaiah chapter 33 verse 6. And he will be the security and the stability of your times. A treasure of salvation, wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is your treasure. So you need to start looking for that gold. I do hope you have a lovely week. God bless you. Please take time and reflect. Reflect about the fear of the Lord and how you can manifest the fear of the Lord in your life. The Holy Spirit is waiting on you. He's waiting to show you what it means to have the fear of the Lord. He's waiting to to give you this fear of the Lord. And I can guarantee you that when you exercise this every day, you will see your life Turn so fast. It doesn't take an eternity for God to do the eternal things of your life. Have a good week. God bless you. I will see you next week while we nurse your spiritual health. Take care.